to Moving the Needle. I'm your host, Samuel Harrison, and it's time for another power discussion, uh, passing the information on. You know, the recent events of them taking all the Confederate statues down throughout the country and connecting their connection to slavery and racism and how this country was founded is a pivotal moment. You know, I could not help to see the subject of racism and gradually become a source of alienation between the various communities here in America. You know, as a way to give a voice to my concerns and perhaps to come to grips with some of the difficulties even more deeply sharing my experiences as a man of color. You know, it surprised me when a good friend of mine, a Caucasian American, started to feel exhausted listening to the tales of racism in my life as well as the various run-ins with the same throughout this country. You know, I've been an active participant in trying to right society's wrongs, fighting against the marginalization of people of color, working to get out to vote in black communities as I did recently in the Dadsville, Georgia. And refusing to accept institutionalized discrimination against people without means. So I, I initially, you know, tried to be patient and force myself not to scoff and roll my eyes at his crazy views. And after a while, the truth was undeniable. I was getting sick and tired of this fool's so-called racism fatigue. He said that African Americans attributed virtually everything to racism. After pitifully witnessing his feeble attempts to appear interested, I sometimes would accuse him of just being a straight-out racist. He knew I didn't exactly mean it, but I knew it hurt him nonetheless. That was just virtually forcing him to start seeing things from a different perspective, making it harder to rationalize our experiences as something that was unintentional or benign. Much of the racism that I've experienced in my life had become quite normal to me, seeing it over and over, but not to him. You know, a number of incidents, you know, seemed particularly eye-opening to him, remarkably by virtue of their unacceptable, almost banal nature. Nothing near the meaningful as what we were all going through after the murders of Brianna Taylor. Ahmaud Arbery, uh, most recently here in Atlanta, Rashad Brooks, and the countless others that just didn't get that media attention or the media exposure. But why do we share these stories with you? I share them because I know what it's like. I share them certainly not in a way to equate them with the countless black people who have suffered over the ages, but I, it would be a waste of my time and your time if I would just say that racism exists only in our society. It exists in all societies. It would be almost wasteful if it was just to show how I deal with racism. And I hope to some degree of equanimity. This helps to particularly explain why so many good, decent white folks up to this momentous moment have done nothing to right the wrongs perpetuated or perpetrated at the founding of this country. Marching in masses, the city halls, the protests, the murder of George Floyd. People were just demanding a systemic change. People of all faiths, colors, nationalities, religions, sexual orientations, 
But I have to say one thing. It was a hell of a lot harder experiencing it up close, seeing this impact on me and not being able to do anything about it. What it all boils down to is I know that we may be tired of, they may be tired of, of hearing this, but damn it, we're tired of experiencing it. Racism fatigue is real. And we need to keep our feet on the gas and continue to move the needle. Uh, stay tuned for another segment of Move, move the Needle. Samuel has from the global perspective because it's going to get better. And welcome to Moving the Needle. I'm your host, Samuel Harrison, and it's time for another power discussion, uh, passing the information on. You know, the recent events of them taking all the Confederate statues down throughout the country and connecting their connection to slavery and racism and how this country was founded is a pivotal moment. You know, I could not help to see the subject of racism and gradually become a source of alienation between the various communities here in America. You know, as a way to give a voice to my concerns and perhaps to come to grips with some of the difficulties even more deeply sharing my experiences as a man of color. You know, it surprised me when a good friend of mine, a Caucasian-American, started to feel exhausted listening to the tales of racism in my life as well as the various run-ins with the same throughout this country. You know, I've been an active participant in trying to right society's wrongs, fighting against the marginalization of people of color, working to get out to vote in black communities as I did recently in Adairsville, Georgia. And refusing to accept institutionalized discrimination against people without means. So I, I initially, you know, tried to be patient and force myself not to scoff and roll my eyes at his crazy views. And after a while, the truth was undeniable. I was getting sick and tired of this fool's so-called racism fatigue. He said that African Americans attributed virtually everything to racism. After pitifully witnessing his feeble attempts to appear interested, I sometimes would accuse him of just being a straight-out racist. He knew I didn't exactly mean it, but I knew it hurt him nonetheless. That was just virtually forcing him to start seeing things from a different perspective, making it harder to rationalize our experiences as something that was unintentional or benign. Much of the racism that I've experienced in my life had become quite normal to me. I've seen it over and over, but not to him. You know, a number of incidents, you know, seemed particularly eye-opening to him, remarkably by virtue of their unacceptable, almost banal nature. Nothing near the meaningful as what we were all going through after the murders of Breonna Taylor. Ahmaud Arbery, uh, most recently here in Atlanta, Rashad Brooks, and the countless others that just didn't get that media attention or the media exposure. Why do we share these stories with you? I share them because I know what it's like. I share them certainly not in a way to equate them with the countless black people who have suffered over the ages, but I, it would be a waste of my time and your time if I would just say that racism exists only in our society. It exists in all societies. 
It would be almost wasteful if it was just to show how I deal with racism. And I hope to some degree of equanimity, this helps to particularly explain why so many good, decent white folks up to this momentous moment have done nothing to right the wrongs perpetuated, uh, perpetrated at the founding of this country. Marching in masses, the city halls of protest, the murder of George Floyd. People were just demanding a systemic change. People of all faiths, colors, nationalities, religions, sexual orientations, orientations. But I have to say one thing. It was a hell of a lot harder experiencing it up close, seeing this impact on me and not being able to do anything about it. What it all boils down to is I know that we may be tired of, they may be tired of, of hearing this, but damn it, we're tired of experiencing it. Racism fatigue is real. And we need to keep our feet on the gas and continue to move the needle. Uh, stay tuned for another segment of Move, move the Needle with Samuel Harrison, The Global Perspective. Because it's going to get better. <laughs> 